This is the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. And there we go. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. I am John Allen. I want to thank everybody who's watching me or listening to me uh, for being here. Thank you for joining in. Uh, In the description of this episode, whether you're watching it on YouTube or listening to it on a major podcast platform, you will see three different links that you can click on if you would like to support my work here at the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. And that is the whole name of the, this podcast. It is the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. There, got that out of the way. Hello, Moretta Vold. Hi. Hello. Hi. Nice to see you. <laughs> nice, <laughs> to, nice to you. Yeah, nice yeah. to see you. Nice to speak with you as well. Um, you are a casting agent. You are a coach. And you approach both of those tasks, both of those worlds, in ways that are slightly unconventional. And that's attractive. That's interesting. (laughs) Well, it's sort of, well, the whole point of me working is me being good at what I'm doing. And me working is mainly people. I find I work more with people, really, than I work with the movie industry. Uh, I, I have to help people being good, being comfortable, uh, being more of themselves. If, if you hold things back, you don't really work that well in whatever you do. So I have, when I do casting, I have a certain amount of time with each person. And my job is to quickly get them to be comfortable and to know that we're a team and we will, we will do this together and to make sure that they know that I'm I'm fully responsible in the room. I think that's the important thing. I'm responsible. I'm going to take us through this. Yeah. You just, you just, you know your lines. You, you have your education or not. You have your talent. Uh, if you're in the room, you are there for a purpose. I mean, you're there. You've been invited, so you're good enough. And it's just for us together to work to get you into to get the character and you to mingle, to to emerge, because the character is written, it's it's um, it's on paper, yeah, and it's in someone's mind, and that's fine, it's perfect. I love reading books, but you have to change it around just a little bit when you um, are gonna turn those pages into a movie. So I will have a few people in my room one at a time doing that, that I feel could carry the character because you are there and the character needs to light you up, but you need to use you to tell the story of the character. And that's also psychology, energy, personality, your private personal story that will carry that character through into the... Um, the screen. The, know, the, 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 yeah, the psychology of it all uh, interests me yeah. greatly. Um, yeah. You said uh, you you tell your um, your clients that they're already good enough because they are there yeah. in that room for that role. Yeah. I can only imagine how, especially for a new actor, mm-hmm. the confidence issue, the self analysis that they must be going through and when when it is 
obvious that they're good enough. And yet I can imagine them still doubting or, ha- or at least having a certain level of anxiety about their worthiness, about their upcoming performance, about their capabilities. So how do you address that directly? Because see, that's a life thing. That's not just an, and, and again, this is what makes me interested in your work because this is a life thing. It's not just a film. It's not just a Hollywood or an Oslo movie making uh, thing. It's a, it's a life thing. It is, it's, th- that's why I think it, it felt very natural for me to, uh, to take a t- coaching degree to, to learn to study. It's an ongoing process. I do yeah. this. I study every morning, every morning. Yeah. Because you have to coach yourself in order to be uh, properly yeah, exactly. uh, properly armed to, to coach others. You've got to coach yourself, right? Absolutely. And you have to listen to so many people, how they uh, how would say attack it. It's not the right word. But you know how you... Um, different coaches, different personalities, different experiences, it all... It's inspiring to listen to, yeah. and it's inspiring, inspiring to see how they solve it. Uh, psychologists, uh, uh, psychologists, yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, health workers, um, who, whoever is interested in the human body, human mind, uh, because this is it's not just a character; it's how you live your life, and you have to constantly upgrade yourself to yes. understand and to you know if i'm not inspired how can i help you how can i guide you if right. i if i don't i need to up my level constantly as a human being um unless you're here for the money <laughs> then you have to go to constant business school and just get your network thing whatever it's uh it's i do I'm moving away from a question I have a feeling of, but it's when you come into the room, I think I, I, I've done a lot of kid, children's movies and you know, they don't have, they live maybe 12 years and yeah. they're going to do a tough movie, a tough character that goes through things that they have never gone through. And you can't say, imagine yourself <laughs> uh, and the catastrophe. Well, their whole, their whole <laughs> life is one big imagina- yeah. threat of imagination, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, but, but they have the experience of, a let's say, 10 or 12-year-old, and they never right. went to acting school. Right, right. But they do have the feeling of, they have, it's, it's always to find your emotional vulnerability your emotional happiness joy strength and it looks different from each person yeah and it's just to so the character here is gonna die from cancer so let's picture you you can't do that to a child but you can find you can find the vulnerability of losing everything what do you love what what, what's what's precious for you what's your treasure in life how do you let it all go, kind of? How will you say goodbye? Have you lost a friend? Have you, you know, you you use these answers in the questions, and you try to find, on a scale from one to ten, how can I match this pain with a pain that you have already? Do you know what I mean? I do, and I I wonder if yeah. that could be why. 
I mean, we hear, we all hear this story. We've seen the stories as we've as we've grown up of these child actors, who you know they may be the same age as you and I now, but at one time they were child actors, and time after time we see they have had such a traumatic childhood, young adulthood, and adulthood. You know, um, um, addiction. Uh, different kind of personality disorders and all kinds of scandals. And I wonder if it's because as a highly profiled child actor, they have to dig into a part of their psyche that isn't ready to be dug into. You know, all everybody up, uh, everybody experiences trauma in, in certain ways throughout their childhood to one level or another. But, but maybe that acting process, because you say, as you say, a, a child or any actor really has to identify personally with that fictional role that they're going to play. Um, yeah. You know, so uh, like Linda Blair, for example, she was the the actress in in uh, The Exorcist, and I think she was twelve years old when she was when they were filming that terrible, horribly scary film. And I, yeah. you know, she she played a child who was possessed by by uh, by demons, mm. and I have to wonder how did she identify with that as a twelve year old mm. child? So it's yeah. just always something I've wondered about. Why, why is it so common that child actors have this 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 uh, terrible experience with dealing with trauma, which leads to addiction I, and other other types of things? I do think what I feel can you speak up just a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Um, what I feel when when I work with them in a the process, because that kind of a training too, because we do a lot of callbacks and a lot of different. You you sort of responsible how you hold them, the space you hold them in. So if they have to, and you're not swimming in the disaster or the emotional traumas or anything, but you hold it, something they can identify that they can. It's, you have to create an environment that's safe to let go, but that's also for adults. Right. And then you have to carry them up again, very uh, consciously. It's, it's a conscious thing you have to do, I think, also with adults. If you ask them to do whatever, you, you're responsible for the space, the energy, to hold them there, it's safe, and to bring them back up again. And for children... I think it's so important how you hold the environment afterwards, if you know what I mean. When you do creativity, any sorts, or, or sports, yeah. you, you after whatever soccer game or performance or whatever, as a child, you need help, I think, to carry it back to what's everyday life. And yes, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you... You're not conscious about how you slowly place them back again. They have now a tremendous, um, the experience they have, for example, after shooting a movie, is tremendous. Yeah. And whoever is around them, you really need to know who are the people around them after this. I think that's where uh, can go. Do, do, do you think most parents, or what is your experience with parents of child actors as far as the parents' awareness of, I mean, being a child actor can be a great experience, but again, as we yeah. said, you know, you're kind of walking that fine you know, line of different psychological yeah. concepts and aspects of the yeah. psyche of a child. Yeah. 
what's your experience with parents being aware of that fine line and that volatility of the situation? Usually I talk with the parents. If we're going to do an audition that is, I tell the parents, we need to do this scene to see that when they're on the set, they can do it. And I talk with the parents. I talk with the child. And then let's say they have a week to just feel fine about that. And then you do the audition. And then I usually talk to the parents afterwards. And other times... It's, I think, to answer your question, it's very individual. Right, okay. How how parents are, how families are, and... um, And I guess it depends on the role the child is going to play as well. Absolutely. Not every, all of them are uh, tough topics, but... Yeah, sometimes it's just fun. Sometimes it's children's TV and it's fun and games and, yeah, no big deal. Yeah. And, And, you know, on set is important to make a healthy group. Everything, you know, it's just who are the adults responsible creating this environment and is it healthy? Yeah. And if you have a healthy environment, I mean, that can be really, you can really grow from things like this. Um, you, you, children that really move into confidence and finding something that they can communicate through, that they yeah. didn't at school, for example. Yeah. And but I think it's it's not just specifically here. I think it is because that's where I feel coaching actors for the part. It's really the same thing coaching people in their own life. It's what kind of environment you have around you. How right. do you react to the environment? What people do you have there? What Where's your line? How do you... An actor can also go in and... This is not good at work environment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And as uh, as the sort of the team behind, you're responsible to create a healthy work environment. And I can only do make sure that my room is as healthy as possible. Yes. And yeah. and meet the person there. Uh, I'm here. You're there. I don't care if you work, haven't worked for 15 years, or if you the newspaper call your star. I don't care. Right now, everything is neutral. This is a workspace. And uh, we have the character. We will talk about how that character, we have, we, we feel that character should be yeah. or be presented. And then how do we connect you as a person with that character? And yeah. So and, so an, and so fun. so a casting so a casting coach a casting agent there's quite yeah. the psychological uh, aspect quite the counseling and coaching aspect to it. Now that coaching uh, background that you have, did you start coaching outside of the acting world, or yeah? Okay. I didn't think yeah. I was- I didn't think I was going to coach actors. <laughs> <laughs> so you would come to me and be coached when I'm auditioning them. So why then, why why be a coach and what led you to the acting world? As a casting director or coach? Both. Leading Both. to the acting world. Both. Yeah. Oh, um, casting. I was because I used to be a dancer and I was really good at being injured. <laughs> good at being injured. I love it. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I started to work out in a casting agency uh, 
to have, get some money because I was uh, preparing for a education in kinesiology. I kinesiology, yeah. yeah. Yes. And I was, I needed money to pay for that. Mm. And because I know, I know, <laughs> you hurt your body. And I never got to take my exam because I was always busy working there. And I actually oh, okay. loved it. Yeah. So it's sort of, I think it's me, my, my, I also, I, after a few years, I started for myself and I knew, I never really planned, I had no idea I was going to stay this long and work. It was just a, a few months. You thought it was just a stepping stone to move on to something yes, else. Just, just, I had no idea. Yeah. Just, it just was just something to, to do one year to get my exam, and then yeah. here I am. So and what what made you stick with it? I don't know. I just, <laughs> I kept working, and I kept getting work, and I just, I think, to, to go from there to why I do coaching, I love to see people get it. I love to see people isn't that yeah. a beautiful thing? Be good because it's so easy to be good if you are in the right environment. Yes. And I think as a dancer to see how easy it is to be, just take the life out of you yeah. because the environment are so unsupporting or uncomfortable or uh, this, this, it took me so many years to see People are actively, really trying to get people off the competition. Well, yeah, and I, was, the, I was going to say that you know I mean? in the dancing world, isn't there a lot of competition, uh, especially, you know, between the, especially between the women? From what I've understood, they can be ruthless. Um, there was nice. there was a documentary. There was a documentary. I cannot remember the name of the documentary, but there was a documentary on Netflix a few years back about uh, American professional cheerleaders for American football teams when they go uh, for the tryouts and then, you know they're trying to get hired as cheerleaders and what they do to actively sabotage each other and yeah. it was it yeah. was ruthless. So that negative negativity that one has to fight through in order to to end up on the top or, you know, to make the final cut is it's ruthless. And I've heard that same thing is in that it it can be in the acting world at acting schools. It can be in dance uh, and dance uh, organizations and things like that as well. Just a ruthless desire to drag the other person down so that one, another person can end up on the top. It sort of seems it's legitimate to, well, use all the tricks in the book just to get ahead. But I think it's not, I took it tremendously personally for a lot of years until I understood it's everywhere. This is how the human species has decided to behave. And then you see, well, okay, you can stand for that. I'm not going to stand for that. I'm going to make my platform. This is, and I think that's, that is everything to me and that is who are you who do you want to be make up your choice and you stand there whatever people can do whatever they want around you don't pay attention don't figure out what they're saying or doing or whatever yeah. stand 
there. This is where I stand. This is how I want my environment to be. This is how I allow what I allow into my life. And the rest, do party, do whatever you want. Yeah. Just, I'm not going to have you in my platform. I, oh, oh, yeah. No, I was going to say, I love, I, love, I, I love seeing people stand on solid ethical ground um, yeah. with a heart of compassion but at the same time they're focused on their goal and they 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 start marching forward on that path to reaching that goal but they're not shitting on other people on the along the way they're able to pull other people up they're other they're able to motivate and inspire other people while they're still struggling that's the kind of people that i'm that i'm attracted to and i saw i saw elements of that in um some of the things that you post on your instagram that give me the image of you being a person who is still on a journey, still, um, still trying to reach their, their, their fullest potential. Even though you're in the middle of, of something you love, even though you're still in a uh, environment of success, you're still moving along a path to make things better for yourself, which will then put you in a position to make things better for others in your role as a coach. I think, this one coach I listen to once in a while, his, his take on life and his take on his journey. And he says he's always a few months ahead of his client. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, you sort of, you, you teach what you've gone through. Well, you yeah. You teach what yeah. you've experienced. You teach what you've felt. You, you, for me, it's, if it's, uh, a health worker or if it's a coach or whatever you i feel it immediately if you're teaching me from a book or if you have your your education of course yeah and then your life and your yes. take on life yes. your experience there's and, a difference and how you oh absolutely and how you hold yourself in life and then we have a conversation and then it can move me but it can't move me if you just intellectually exactly and and to, just to expand on something that you touched on i i am a firm believer that anyone can be a teacher uh as long as they are a step or two ahead of those yes. who are yes. learning something from them uh you know yes. a, a lot of people they, 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 you know, they're their own worst critic. I'm my own worst critic. And I wish I wasn't because I think that, you know, as ambitious as I am, I'm a go getter. I'm out there. I'm trying to do things and this, that, and the other, but I still, um, have to acknowledge the fact that from time to time I'm holding my own self back because I feel that sense of, ah, I'm not quite ready. Uh, or all, oh, you know, uh, I need to, I need to work a little bit more before I step into that. That, that idea of anyone being a potential leader or a potential um, coach or, 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 or teacher, it's, it's always there for everyone constantly because there is always some, someone out there who can learn something from your experience. You're just a step or two further down the road. Doesn't mean you're a step or two better 
than anyone. No. You're just a little bit no. further down the road and you have some experience that can be yeah. shared with others. And therein lies the potential, I think, for a lot of people to do the kind of work that you're doing or to do, um, you know, internet-based work. You know, maybe put, you know, put some sort of class or course out digitally on the internet and things like that mm-hmm. and share your experience. Your experience is always worth something to somebody, yeah. always. I'm, yeah, I mean, we're in this together. Just look at this lawsuit. We're so yeah. in this together. Yeah. And what I think what we've, what I have come to understand uh, is that we, this has really sharpened us in a way. I think so. Sharpened us in a way of what's really, of course, important and what do I want to come back to and what do I want to live my life? And also, the this has been a year of Zoom meetings and, yeah. and podcasts and teaching through whatever on the internet. And people are forming groups. And I have a couple I'm kind of looking at and I'm thinking, so this is how community starts. This is how we find and grow together and move forward together. Because this is, this is mother telling us, stop screwing with me because I can still throw you off this planet. I hear you. Yeah. So it's like, so, okay. So got it. So how are we going to move forward? And yeah. How have you had to, how have you had to adjust your methods uh, over this past year? What changed for you in the way in which you approach your work? There was just everything. I have a very COVID friendly life <laughs> i have not been i couldn't go to the philharmonic which i loved and i have not taken any dance classes and my work has been mostly self-tapes but what i love about it is that people have had time to really have fun so when i receive self-tapes for oh i'm going to turn off my mail. i hope i'm not quitting you now um, what happened it, no, it's just my email is going to ding, you know. So oh, no, that's okay. That's uh, that's part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> At any minute, well, I expect one of my one of my kids to walk in my office door and ask me what's for breakfast. And that if they do, yeah, that's right. part of the podcast. So, <laughs> Yeah, right. That's perfect. I love that. Um, no, it's, it's to see the creativity and to see the people getting confident and having fun. And, you know, what you, you never know what gets born from this. People... I had done commercial and I see people play the different parts in the commercial and yeah. their take on it. And I love receiving it people. So it's been, I, I, when I went back and, and did one-to-one auditioning, I loved it because I love teaching and, but that's really the only difference. Uh, and I do Skype coaching now. I didn't do that. Oh, okay. I, 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 I haven't, I'm really slow on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, but you're using it, but a, you're using it to further your work. You're using it to, to keep yourself moving. Yeah. Because what I do get to do now is to reach whoever is further up north and not able to come to my office and get coaching. Yeah. And I love to reach all these people that are not within the circle of the city. Yeah, because there's, I, I get the feeling that I get the feeling that the acting world in Norway is very central to Oslo. If you're not in Östlund, if you're not in the Oslo area, you gotta 
literally walk a little further <laughs> to get your foot in the door. It seems to be quite the quite the exclusive and closed off environment. Am I right? Yes, it is. And and I don't know. It's is it a healthy environment? It seems it seems kind of elitist or. <laughs> I don't want to get you in trouble with anybody. No, I, I, but I do, I have gotten, I ha we, we really need the whole country and we really need people from outside this box that we've created. Anything else is a bit unhealthy. Because I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I've, uh, I've, I've lived, mo I live in Drummond now, but for most of my time in Norway, I was living up north in Finnmark and, uh, and Nordtroms. Uh, my wife and I, we have a place uh, up in, up in Finnmark. And up there, that's where the most, uh, I, I don't, the best storytellers, the best, uh, you know, and when they, when they tell these stories, they're so animated. And I see that actor, I see that storyteller in them. But, but that actor does not seem to be very present in the no. television or film world here in Norway. And it just kind of reinforces my impression that it's this very closed off, it's a walled off uh, environment that's very central to Oslo. Yeah, it is. And I think it's, I think instead of knocking on doors trying to get in, I think what is necessary is that most other uh, work places does. It, it just, start to make a new platform a new platform that can't be ignored because interesting it's be more healthy a new and, platform and that you, can't be ignored yes yeah do you know because if enough people that are outside the door waiting for it to please open for mm -hmm. me <laughs> i will bend over backwards and do anything and, and by thinking that you have lost yeah because you are leaving yourself yeah you're leaving the fingerprint that would be an uh, uh, asset for the environment. So as soon as you do that, the closed door has one that you lost. So it's my, that's just my opinion because I so want people to keep who they are yeah. and not change for anything. Um, keep their signature. It's like I say a lot to make them see why, why did I get the job? And, and <laughs> I, when people, when people are, you know, you're doing callbacks and you're sort of, there's less and less actors left. And, you know, what was it? Why didn't I get the job? And it's about, um, think of the Philharmonic. So there's yeah. all these violins that yeah. are tradition. And they are, I mean, they're perfect. But there's one, and that's a personality thing in the end. How you, your melody, the tone comes through you. Yeah which to the rest of the ensemble, oh, that's perfect. We yeah. put it right in there. And that does the shift or the, the whatever that is, this is what we're looking for. Right. And that's you, you're not going to change your personality. You're not going to change yourself for anything. You're going to be more of who you are. So it's even more clear to see, you know, when we see her or him doing whatever, Yeah. you really that's going to really lift or move. And if you are not casted or you get the job or whatever, whatever line work you do, 
well, maybe you wouldn't want to be there anyway. Yeah, you know, sometimes... If you're going to chop off uh, arm and legs to fit in, it's not worth it. You know, you're building a life that is not sustainable. And I I, I have to laugh as we talk about... uh, you know, being made for a role or not, because I have, I have to go back to how you and I first had contact, <laughs> which I, I still laugh about this. I, I, I have found a reason to tell this story to one person or another almost every day since this happened. But, but it's, it's funny. So I want to share this with the people who are watching and listening. Uh, there had, there was a casting call that went out. They were looking for, and, uh, um, I think I think it was specifically an American or someone who could speak an American accent English uh, for uh, a, a film role in the, the 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 part was for a villain and and yeah you know and so and and so what do I do I'm like hey you know that might be kind of fun so uh, I, I I go in and I I write my little email and 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 in the casting call it said supply a photograph of yourself. So what do I do? Uh, and in fact, it's the same photograph that is the 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 photograph for my social media, where I I'm like in a three quarter profile and smiling as big as I ever did. Nice, nice picture, actually. And I sent that picture in to be the role, to 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 to, to try and get the role as a bad guy, as a killer, in a film. And here I am smiling like that. And your response was so sweet and funny. It was something to the effect of, ah, you know, John, I don't think this part will work for you with a smile like that or something to that effect. And I had to laugh. I just had to laugh. Like, what was I, what was I thinking? Well, well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and cause it was just the way you wrote and the picture that was definitely sunshine (laughs) coming into my inbox. Not that, not that, of course you can have a dark side. Oh yeah. Very That's my kids. (laughs) And when, cause I know the, that horrible story for that man and <laughs> i just looked at your picture because I, you can read a lot about just i think know, so you know, you know and that is so far away from this <laughs> that i had to laugh i had to I, and i'm like what was i thinking sending that kind of a picture in for that kind of a role lovely i would love to be a killer no no not this one not this one not this no <laughs> wrong guy, wrong role. <laughs> Another, yeah. You, I, I mean, no, you would be perfect for a lot of roles. But <laughs> that particular guy, I just knew. No, wasn't no, meant no, to be. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I had, and my wife just about fell over laughing at me. She's like, "What were you thinking, sending in that picture?" Well, <laughs> hey, you know, yeah, yeah. had to try. <laughs> Now, um, how, how, okay, you, you, you counsel or you coach actors, um, do people approach you and they have nothing to do with the acting world? Maybe they are a business person or maybe they're just an average Joe or Jane and they need some kind of guidance and motivation in their life. Do you get those kind of people in as clients as well? Yeah, it's, it's, I I don't advertise that largely so it's because it's i i 
work very intuitively. So it's, I think it's, <laughs> it's a way of being careful with myself in a way. Uh, well, I would imagine if you, I, I would imagine it'd be very easy to get burnt out as a coach because yeah. you're taking a lot of risk, you know, you have your own life and your own yeah. goals, your own <laughs> burdens, but then you're willfully taking yeah. on this and, unknown and basket really, of trauma or, or confusion yeah. or burdens of others. So you've got to pace yourself. A, a, a life that is personality that is so different that um, it's just, I'd like to, I, I'd like, I always like to do things a bit slow and I'm a very, you know, it takes me 30 minutes to get into cold water. It's just, <laughs> you just one step at a time. <laughs> and then I'm halfway out there. No, I'm not going to swim today. But anyway, um, it's, it's, I, I build myself very slowly. So I know I have, uh, I am fully in whatever I do. People yeah. can like or dislike or uh, whatever, have opinions. But I need to know. Whatever I do, I honestly want to do it yeah. um, to be, um, how do you say it, with integrity, I guess. Well, commitment. Um, it's, a, it's a true commitment. commitment. Yeah. So if you're in my room, I really, I really, you know, that's a soul. That's a person. We yeah. have, have no idea what that person is or child yeah. has gone through or not gone through. How is it before they come and how is it when they leave? So... Whoever, if it's audition or coaching, the respect for the person in front of you and to, in a decent way as possible, be there, whatever they ask of you. If it's an audition or if it's coaching. And my, my, I get a lot of, I get a strong feeling quickly how I can communicate, how we can communicate, how we hold the conversation. Sure. And, and it's, for me, the, and now it's been just very good people to work with people that has some creativity in them or, or we all create creative, but yeah. someone that is acknowledging that they have a creative side. They do not have to be actors or dancers mm. or painters or whatever. They can be whoever they want to be as long as, um, yeah, we are good, good. Yeah, yeah, it's people it's communicating. It, well, <laughs> let, let me ask you yeah. this: what What is the? How would you explain the difference between what you do as a coach, <clears throat> as opposed to what a psychologist would do? Because um, <clears throat> now, I I understand therapy. I understand coaching. Um, I know people who do it. I've functioned in a certain capacity, you know, without having a coaching education or certification. Yeah. I've functioned in that capacity um, quite often. So yeah. I know the difference, but the average person who needs yeah. some type of counseling, some type of guidance, and they're trying to figure out, should they go to a psychologist or should they go to a coach? How do you explain the difference? I, I think there's a... Sorry, this is, he's a psychologist, but he's also a coach that I really think says that very perfectly. Um, you go to a, 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 psych, a psychologist, it's therapy. I mean, you go there for therapy. You go there mm -hmm. someone that really have that chunk of 
um, education. When you go to a coach, we have a conversation and it's about clarity. Yeah. And I, he says that he finds that people very often need more clarity than actually therapy. I see. Because it's, it's very, you can feel it in your life. I need therapy. I need help. I need, I need someone that can just hold me in this, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, yeah. and give me, you know, this is big. This is, you know, it, you feel it in your body. And then there is this, uh, you go to a coach and you start a conversation and you hold it. You can hold it for years and, and it's there to just move you with, moves you in your life. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's with you getting clarity of my next move. Uh, why is this keeping ha- keep happening to me? Or I don't get it. I feel whatever. And, and you want someone who, who has trained themselves to listen and to not always be what the friend is, if you know what I mean. I, yes, yeah. To, okay, let's just keep this friendship going. So I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but my job is to actually say something <laughs> in the most compassionate way. Yeah. But you will hear something, and then you say, you said something there, and what is that actually? And that's yeah. usually where the shoe is. Yeah. Not comfortable on your foot. If you know what I mean. I do. I don't remember the expression. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's, um, clarity. So it's the, for me it is, for me it is clarity. It is, it is, ah, you know, and you, and you just. But isn't a psychologist, isn't a psychologist also part of their thing? Isn't that also to give clarity on certain life situations for the client? Topics and absolutely, but again, it's also therapy. It's, 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 if you know what I mean, I just want to make that really, it's not therapy. Right. I'm not going to diagnose you. I'm not going to. And there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not. There's nothing medical about being a coach, whereas there is a medical aspect Meaning, meaning, you're going to find out the the reason. You're going to find a solution, and you're going to treat, uh, not treat. And I use air quotes when I say treat, but you're going to, yes. you're going to try and bring about a concrete change. Anyone. Yeah, coaching no. is not that. And, yeah, no. And and it's also my job to listen in the conversation. And say, you know what? I think that I'm not. This is. You need someone that has uh, that that's, that can help you. With, not to put you into therapy, yeah. but that has that medical background of yeah. understanding of that medical background that you're going to need. Because this is, because there can be a scratch on the surface and yeah. you have, there's going to be a Pandora box here when we start to scratch yeah. and you need someone else to hold you in that. And that's, that's a whole and that's where the importance of intention and ethics come in for you know, a coach cannot be a scam, you know, where they may know that this this person who's coming to them should actually be speaking with a psychologist, mm-hmm. uh, but they're going to keep that person as their client to keep the money uh, coming the in. Money. And yeah. unfortunately, there are some coaches who do that, unfortunately, yeah. but an ethical and, and well-meaning coach will <laughs> refer that client further into the, into the medical system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I mean, you, yes. And and that's also 
why I I get that there's uh, education for coaches because that's part of your training to really do you really get that do you really get where you're responsible and then you leave it to someone else but and there's people you- there's people here in Norway though who call themselves coach also back home in the states they'll call themselves a coach but they don't have any type of formal education or certification. They may have uh, relevant work experience or some sort of um, uh, background in their life that qualifies. And what do you think of, I mean, is, is that, is that an issue in the, in the coaching um, uh, community? I'm quite sure it is because it's, it makes it, uh, you know, everyone can call themselves a coach. And yeah, it's not a protected title. You don't have to have a degree on no, the wall. No, it's not a protected title, and that will always be a problem. You know, there's a good thing that not everybody can call themselves a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always, always, always good that a title is protected, that you have to have some sort of training. Mm. And uh, because we live in this world where there are good guys and bad guys. Yes. Yeah, there's people and who squeeze people for a lot of money. There's people who manipulate yeah. people through coaching. Yeah. Um, so you got to be careful if you're looking for a coach. You've really got to be. And I'm not saying that a coach who doesn't have um, some sort of diploma or certification hanging on the wall cannot be a good ethical coach because yeah. they can be. But they can be talented. Absolutely. Really, really talented. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think people, I think people just need to be aware. Um, People just need to be careful. They need to protect themselves. It, I think it's 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 everywhere. Yeah. You, you we have to stop to to we have to stop not listening to ourselves because usually when you meet someone you get a feeling of mm, yeah. something here yeah. yeah yeah and and really feel too and it's like someone he he he's uh, a coach again. Who is how he? Wh- why did he not listen to himself? He had a gardener, and and after years, it just my garden is getting worse. <laughs> why am I not firing this person? He just wrote it. I remember reading it, and it was about not listening to yourself. It's why am I paying this person and feeling responsible for? I can't fire him. He loses his, his paycheck he's actually making my garden worse and you know it goes with everything are you really getting better here are you really feeling better here am i hanging on to whatever in my life i wonder just because i wonder what makes people stay in that circle of a worsening situation yeah not moving yeah but they'll stay they'll 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 stick they'll stick with that gardener you know until their grass is totally brown and and gone they'll stick with it even even as they're experiencing the deterioration in their life they'll Mm. still stick in that what is that that makes people do that sometimes it's money it's comfort it's image it's who am I to think that I can do better? Uh, yeah, yeah. What, what voice is in your head? What, what, it, everything, think about, think about it. How life is here, here. Everything is here. How, a, a lot of my coaching, because that's been important for me, is to stop, to really not pay attention to what goes on 
and it really pay attention to how do actually I feel? What do I actually know is my truth? Yeah. What is truth for me? What is important for me? What is how do I want to move in the world? I am, I am not in a box. <laughs> it has cost me a lot <laughs> to, to, you know what? This is not okay and I'm moving in another direction. Uh, this I don't want to be part of. I'm moving literally to another environment. Yeah. And, and to, but you have to be willing to be looked at differently yeah. than maybe. Do you know what I mean? I do, we absolutely. Look, look at Instagram and Facebook. Everybody has their, what do you call, uh, tabloid. Yes. Everybody, if, if everybody, you make your page different, you know, according to your personality. But we live in an era where everybody kind of makes their Insta or Facebook page as their own little tabloid. Yeah. If you know what I mean, why, why you do, why do you need that? <laughs> <laughs> you you are this incredible human being with your incredible signature, your personality that no one else has, your story, your whatever makes you function, how you're put together. How can you, why not use that page to inspire me? Well, to be, be, to, 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 I don't need to see your food. Yeah, you know, I see I see a lot of people and people can do as they wish, but it's just an observation that I've had up through the years on social media. There's some people who use their Facebook or their Instagram or whatever to hide aspects of themselves. And then there's other people who use it to promote certain aspects of themselves. And then there's people who just make it the reality <laughs> of who they are. And I guess I can see benefits, I can see reasons, and I can understand explanations for using social media in just about any way one chooses. If you're a, if you're a so-called Instagram model and you're putting up photos of yourself wearing a bikini and through that you're getting sponsorship and all kinds of money, yes, there's a certain falsehood, you know, to putting up, you know, um, airbrushed photos of yourself in a bikini. There's a certain falsehood to that, but there's quite a tangible positive result in that some of these Instagram models are getting paid thousands of dollars a month through sponsorships and whatnot. So you'll have people who will fault, you know, they'll point a finger and call out the negativity of these Instagram models. But how do they know if that Instagram model is a woman who is tormented and is trying to hide something or cover up that torment by putting those kind of photos, or how do they know it's not a very well-grounded, maybe she's a married woman with three kids and she's just making her money. How do you know? So there's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of um, free-form interpretation of what we see on social media. I don't know whether social media is good or bad. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I know what I use it for, but I can't be. I can't be a person who says Instagram is such a horrible negative thing because it is, but also it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of. I've, I've made it into my inspirational page. Exactly. I can, I will look at it uh, I every day, actually. I go through and I say, oh, that was lovely put. Or a picture that's just wonderful inspires me. It's just 
I I don't have anyone there that that is um, uh, selling me an image. Um, I have my I, it's it's you. I I don't know. That's just me. You just feel the energy. Yes. When you when you, you quickly you will see. Oh, no, I don't think. I I guess I guess a person can choose what they want to see on social media. You know, um, uh, I see those positive things that you're talking about. I see the inspiration. I see the beauty. I see the humor. There's some funny stuff out there. But then, but then when I see the ugliness, you know, you can block that person or or unfriend them, <laughs> so-called unfriend them, or you can not follow that that certain Facebook yeah. page. You know, you just make sure that because it's it, think about how many how many people that would not have gotten. Um, what do you call it? Uh, a platform yeah. that has such incredible things they can can share, yes. and and that's how we are. It's actually it's so easy to be empowered if you just have a direction in yeah. you. If you really just dare to listen, what actually empowers me? What inspires me? What do I want to and who do I want to follow and just make sure I always click like just to inspire them. Yes. Just, just to make sure that we see you. you know, <laughs> I have to you, laugh. You, I have to laugh a little bit because that's, that's one thing I'm struggling with right now. Um, my podcast has been on the major podcast platforms for about 16 months now, 17 months. And I'm doing quite well over there, but I've tried to, as of January this year, I started the video aspect on YouTube and people are listening to my podcast, but they're not watching it. So I'm getting that thumbs up on the one platform, but I'm getting no response on the other. So it's a duality of response. So when you talk about someone just like you just click like just so that that yeah. person knows that. And I think, I think that feedback thing, because again, when you're doing work online like that, when you're doing work through social media, if no, nobody responds, you've got no, you have no uh, proof. You have no validation that the work you're putting out there means something for somebody. Right. Because it's, it's like a mini performance. I, I have thought about that many times that, should I pay attention to that or should I not? How is it? What do you think? Me? I, I, I started to change a little. Oh, I'm doing No, I'm not. Mm. <laughs> you know, you get like, I thought this is good, but no. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just thought, well, that's a test, isn't it? So well, it is a test because it? it'll test your yeah. resolve. It will test your resolve. Yeah, but 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 it, yeah, because it will. So, are you? Do you? Can you only be in integrity and stand up for yourself if you get lights? Well, know? exactly. And, and and I thought, no, I'm not that person. <laughs> exactly. If you truly believe in what you're doing, you'll still put it out there. I know a guy. I don't want to well, name his name because I don't want to embarrass him. But he's a highly educated person. He's an entrepreneur. He's traveled yeah. the world. Uh, and he's doing fantastic work and he puts, he's put a lot of content out on Instagram and on YouTube vi videos. Um, yeah. you know, videos that are like 10 minutes or less with very good information, motivational information, but he hasn't gotten that following. He hasn't gotten that response. And yeah. 
he's put out dozens, if not a, over a hundred, hundreds of videos, and he's still doing it, even though that yes. like, you know, that that like yes. or the comments are not there. And to me, he is the perfect example of resolve, the perfect example of true passion for what he's doing because again very little response very little feedback but he's still doing it daily right daily and that and and you know that's exactly the thing so you keep knocking the door please open give me a job okay i'll, I'll go and change a little and then i knock again you must not do that you have to stay true <laughs> you to yourself to, you have to stay true and and you have to if he really feels this is, and as you said, he, he what he does is really good quality work. Just continue, continue, yeah. continue, and then one day it will just. There's just something. Sometimes I think there's a reason why we have to wait. For me, in my life, I needed to catch up. I needed to catch up with myself to do whatever I'm doing or speaking whatever I'm speaking because. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like with actors, some actors say, why didn't they get job in the thirties? Because your emotional age and your chronological, chronological age, yeah. yeah <laughs> it doesn't always match. Yeah. So sometimes you need to wait for the chronological age yeah. uh, to match up with your emotional age because yeah. the screen sees it that it's not really matching a lot of you see some people that they turn they go into their 40s the 50s and suddenly they start to work or someone works a lot in their 20s but they're not working that much anymore yeah. and it's just it needs to be totally in sync and i think that in everything whatever i would like to do my my desires passion uh my experience my input of Education, it all has to match up to the different response, the results I want in what I'm doing. And it's, it's not just everything, there you go. You yeah, again, to, again, it's, you know it's, about, it's about thinking long-term. It's about holding on to your beliefs. It's about believing Maybe. in yourself. And then eventually, um, I don't want to say eventually the opportunity will come because it involves a certain amount of active... Um, uh, it involves a certain amount of action in order to find or sometimes create opportunities for oneself. But again, it's about thinking long-term and just holding on to what you believe in and hold on to who you are, and then things will happen. Yeah, and, 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 and really, in some sort of, some work we are doing, you really need to have roots to stand there. Yes. If it's, you know, because if it's negativity, you hang on, or if it's positivity, don't be all, uh, you know, lose yourself and only work on the red carpet. You know, you really yeah. have to have roots yes. to keep integrity. And sometimes the delay might be about roots or you, you're not there quite yet in your work, but very soon. And when you're there in your work, you are ready well, to do whatever. No fortress is going to stand without a strong foundation. So yeah, yeah. got to have the roots. You have to have Listen, I want to ask you a couple of questions as we close this out and as the police are coming. <laughs> I've been listening to the birds chirping in the background and stuff, and then all this, all, and it has been such a beautiful background, and then all of a sudden here comes a police siren. No, um, 
let me let me. I want to ask you uh, two questions, uh, or I'd like to have you do two things for me as we wind this up. Um, I want you to answer a question or fill in the blanks on a sentence, okay? Uh, and here comes the sentence: Merete Vold is. Oh God! <laughs> Wait. Totally unprepared. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Here's that truth. Here's that truth and foundation we were talking about. Here it comes. Say it again. Merete Vold is. Just a human being. That's just a human think. being. And isn't that beautiful enough? I don't, I don't, yeah, it's just, I'm just, a, like, I'm just a human being and that's it. I don't want to be anything more than the best version of a human being I am capable of being, period. And that's it. There's a bird in the background. You know what? That is such a simply, simple and straightforward uh, sentence, but it's powerful. Powerful. So the powerful Mareta Vold. So thank you for that. Now let me, let me ask you this. Can you give me one statement that my viewers and listeners and I can carry over the next day, over the next few days yeah. and feel positive about can you say something that will lift us, potentially lift us up? It's not from me. It's again from this uh, coach, Robert Holden. Uh, and he says, if there's something missing from your life, it's probably you. If there's something missing from your life, it's probably you. More of you. Yes. So how can you fill your life with more? More you. What are you holding back? What are you keeping, you know, away? What are you not being, doing, living, loving? Wow, that's... How can you, how can you be more? That's beautiful. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's wonderful. And I have it over my desk at work to remind myself. Well, there you go. That reinforcement, that visual reinforcement right there where you're working. When, when you... Because in the end of the day, you're like... <laughs> It depends on the day and, you know, okay, so this is the perfect time when I go home to do more of what I love or what would fill me up again. Yeah. And, uh, because we keep holding us back. You started with that, I think. Uh, we, keep, we are the one that stops ourselves. We are the one that's in our own way. And it's not just slogans. It really, really... Well, there's some truth in that. Yeah, it's so. There's not that. Years. There's not so <laughs> really many. There's, yeah, you know, there's not so many obstacles to a successful life out there. Most of that is within us. We are the ones, as you say, who get. You know, we talked about it to start this whole episode. We get in our own way. Very often, we are our own worst critics. So the 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 yeah. the, the, the solution is to just overcome that. Stop getting in your own way. Yeah. More more you more you please yeah. yeah. Because you think you 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 go to thing is okay. I need to adjust. I need to change something. No, you have not been clear about who you are. You have not been clear about what make what makes you creative. Because we when you're in a creative flow, things happen and and your surroundings starts to move Beautiful. Uh, accordingly. Yeah. And and so you you just really so true. Need to know you need to to really be there for you constantly. That's so and true. Have your own back. 
yeah. feel like I'm getting a free coaching session now. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Listen, listen. That's also, that's also coaching. It's not therapy. Yeah, there you go. No therapy here. Coaching. Free coaching. <laughs> Listen, uh, Miretta, I have enjoyed this conversation. It's just as much fun as I thought it would be. Uh, and I'm leaving this conversation being a little wiser and a little more confident. And and I want to thank you for sharing some beautiful words and some beautiful thoughts for uh, for me and my viewers and listeners to, to take with us Uh as we navigate through these obstacles, some of these obstacles uh, self-created, but as we navigate the obstacles of of life, I think some of these things that we've talked about today might make that navigation a little bit easier. Thank you. Thank you so much. There she is. Meretta Vold, everybody. Bye now. Okay.